Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about is it still possible to exercise safely if you have stents? Are you ready to do this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right, we'll see you on the inside. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We have a great topic that we're going to be covering with you today. Uh, We're going to be talking about exercising with stents. Is it still safe to exercise if you have stents uh, operation? If you've had that already, is it safe to exercise? But before we jump into that topic, uh, I just want to remind you folks to please join us on our YouTube channel. We have uh, all of our exercises, all of our workouts from Meredith that you can do in the comfort of your own home. We release a workout once a week, as well as some live streams that we'd like to do with you folks. Um, also our website where we have all of our content, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. We have our podcasts, these podcasts, our, every, all of our workouts as well that you can find on our YouTube channel, as well as a lot of other articles that we'd like to put out just some of our best content that has to do with living healthy, active lifestyles, um, We are called Senior Fitness with Meredith, but we also Mm -hmm. like to put out workouts that anyone can do, no matter Mm -hmm. what age, no matter what skill, no matter what ability you are, all are welcome. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that being said, we want to jump into our topic today. And this is something that I think was new to me, uh, a a topic that is new to me. So Meredith, why don't you go ahead and and let me ask you, what what are stents? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, as someone who has not had this operation before, uh, what, what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> well, let's start. We'll take a few steps back before we jump into it. So usually um, a stent may or may not be um, placed inside someone's vein if there's a clog in it. So, again, we're taking a step back. So if you have a um, coronary artery disease, it usually starts with that. So you have a buildup of plaques of fatty deposits inside your veins. So sometimes those start to get very full. So think about a straw and you're drinking a shake and you get that really thick shake and it won't go all the way up that straw, but then as it thins out, it will. Well, if you get deposits inside of that straw that make it harder and harder for that fluid to come up through that straw, what, what happens? It clogs and it could cause a blood clot. So going into a heart attack, um, stroke also, but primarily it goes into heart attack because we're not getting proper blood to the heart at that point. So you can get what's called an angioplasty and that's just opening up. They go in, they blow up a balloon basically, they open that artery, that vein back up And then sometimes that's good enough, but then sometimes they have to put this mesh piece in there, this metal mesh piece, that's the stent that keeps that open from closing back up, from getting those fatty deposits in those certain areas. And many, many people do have stents because of the buildup over time as we age um, in our arteries. So that is what a stent is (laughs) Mm -hmm. going into it. Um, It is that mesh piece. And so angioplasty and or with a stent, um, can you still exercise safely is a question that many people have. And of course, always consult your physician first and foremost after any procedure you have, but stents included, no matter where they are in your body, they can be in any place depending on where that 
um, clogging was. So it could be your legs, it could be near your heart, it could be your arms, etc., etc. Um, talk to your physician first and foremost, because you always have to go back to where you were prior to this happening. But always do remember, <laughs> once your physician most likely gives the okay, it's very important to exercise in some way, shape, or form because you don't want those fatty deposits to accumulate once again, whether in the same area, if you didn't get a stent, you just had the angioplasty, or if you um, get them somewhere else in your body, because again, the body's going to do that over time. And if you're not moving and you're not making blood pump through your body, um, like we do when we do exercise, it's, it's, it could occur again. <laughs> uh, how, how common is this procedure? Uh, it's how, very common. Yeah. Yes. They, I think there are many, many people I've talked with have them, um, have had some form of not necessarily, like I said, a stent, but they've had the doctor go in and open up different, um, arteries in the past, whether they're healthy or, or, or say, quote unquote, not healthy, meaning they weren't eating right, they weren't exercising, even the ones who are eating right and exercising, it sometimes does happen. Um, heart attack is what usually will occur because of it. And then most likely you do get an angioplasty if you have a heart attack, because they're finding that area, what caused the clog, what stopped it. And then we go from there. And many, many people have heart attacks. I mean, there, you have many heart attacks that people have very common, <laughs> as scary as it sounds. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, your major ones. But the doctors usually try and go in and try and stop the uh, next heart attack from occurring or the major one if they're having minis. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so uh, in your experience when teaching classes and working with people of all ages, because this doesn't just affect the senior population, this right. affects anyone, anyone who has issues with their heart um, arteries, uh, do you do they do you hear their concerns? Do you yes. hear what what kind of vocalized <laughs> concerns do you hear? Is it safe? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and like I said, it, it it always amazes me that doctors don't prescribe some type of exercise regimen for you once you leave the hospital. But usually, it's a medication that's prescribed to you and you leave and that's what you do if it's in certain parts of the body and you've had to be down for a while saying you couldn't actually do any movement or exercise they might prescribe some type of uh, physical therapy or occupational therapy but that is just for a short time and that doesn't get inside the brain that okay I just finished my PT now I need to continue to do those movements and exercise regularly until somebody tells you to do it that you have to do it, mm -hmm. that it's what's best for you. So I think that's um, where the disconnect is a lot of times with people. They don't, they don't know because they weren't told and they're scared. With anything that we've talked about, any procedure, anything that's going on inside the body, we're scared to push it to a limit that's not the norm because we don't know how our body will be affected by that. Mm -hmm. And is it okay? <laughs> Basically, mm -hmm. that's the question. Is it okay? Yeah. And it is. I mean, it comes down to that simple. It is. Again, talking with your physician, all determined by where that stent was placed, 
But over time, gradually, don't start the next day. Your body does have to recoup and recover, even though it's a very simple, quote unquote, procedure. Um, it's still going inside of your body and doing something to it. It's traumatizing to the body, right? Anything that's abnormal going into you is traumatizing. So um, take your time, nice and slow, and work your way up, especially if you haven't exercised at all. Just get the blood pumping. Just go for a nice brisk walk, whether it's a treadmill or outside or on a recumbent bike. Get that blood going. Mm -hmm. Get the heart pumping again. Um, that's the most important thing. Do you, do you find that when you have your classes and when you have taught in the past that it takes some convincing Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of some, a little bit of a push, some convincing to let them know, yes, it is safe or, Definitely. you know, how hesitant <laughs> are people who've had this procedure to get back into to exercising? A lot of them are, especially the ones who haven't exercised a ton. Um, and they're really nervous because number one, you don't exercise a lot. You feel it a lot. Right. And then if you feel it, you're thinking, is this damaging my body instead of helping it? Because why am I so sore? Why am I feeling different parts of the body that I haven't felt before? Um, so I think those are the ones that take the most convincing. Um, people who lift weights, they get a little worried because when you do lift weights, you're putting a lot of exertion on your body. Um, it can raise your blood pressure temporarily. So that's where you have to learn your levels and your medium, and you have to learn how to breathe as you're exercising and know your heart rate. Um, all things that we should know <laughs> no matter what, but see where your levels are when you do exercise prior to um, ever having anything done. And then after anything is done, whether it's angioplasty, stent, heart attack, or any other procedure that you have, you'll know where your level was before and what you can attain and what you can get to and what is safe for you. Um, so I think lifting weights is probably the number one that people get worried about. You know, when we do our cardio, doing low, in, low impact, um, it brings the heart rate up, but only to a certain point and kind of holds it at that threshold of area. It just goes and maintains, but we're not pushing it too much where lifting weights can kind of push it. You're holding your breath some more than... Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Others and um, it can be strenuous on the body again. So, yes, it's okay. It's okay to lift weights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, knowing what your level is, though, again, and starting slow. Even if you could lift 10 pounds to do back pulls, don't start with 10 pounds like you did the week prior. 
slowly, gradually get up to it. Let the body get used to it again, just like coming back from the flu or anything. Get your body back acclimated to how you feel and, um, and really, really listen to your body, always. <laughs> uh, what about checking your heart rate? You know, uh, uh, it's not something that we all do after exercising. Right. You know, you can put the hand on the neck or right. on the wrist. <laughs> um, uh, if you've had this procedure, is it a good idea to, to keep an eye on how, you know, your blood pressure, your yes. heart rate and things like Definitely. that? Definitely. And they have lots of monitors that you can wear when you're working out. Um, they're, they're very good to have. <laughs> um, they have just watches these days that you wear and it tells your heart rate. You don't even have to put anything around your torso at all or around your chest area. Mm-hmm. Um, you just wear something on your wrist and it will tell you if it's going too high. Um, I had a client uh, that I trained and he had one um, that he wore because of many different uh, things that he had gone through. But he did have um, coronary artery disease and many issues with his heart. So he constantly wore one, so he would ride a bike. He was very active, too. Um, And he rode the bike every single day. He would do six miles on a stationary stand-up bike. But you would go through the gym. You know, he'd be doing this on his own before we trained and would watch him, you know, watching his watch. And every time it would beep, 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 he would know he was going a little bit too high. He Mm. would scale back a little bit, but he kept it as high as he could. What the doctor said was okay. And, um, you know, there are different ways to still deal with uh, getting your proper exercise in and feel like you're accomplishing something, Um, but staying safe with it and Mm -hmm. being able to monitor it and Mm -hmm. know what your level is. Yeah, today uh, there's so much great technology out there that you can download apps on your phone right will help you track, <laughs> we'll tell you track everything. your heart rate help you track your distance if you're doing walks exactly everything um <laughs> yeah so you know let's let's talk about does exercise what how, how does exercise help if you've had this kind of procedure what how does it affect your health in general i mean we we know that it is safe to exercise but is it helping improve our health is it helping improve the condition yes definitely So it's going to help with your blood pressure and your lung capacity, your blood flow, um, all the things that you need to hope stop this from occurring again. Um, It's so beneficial in every way, like we always talk about, right? I mean, exercise is the number one thing that's going to help you, your body, in functioning ability, um, in oxygen being delivered to your brain and your heart everything Mm -hmm. i mean it's all you have to exert a little bit and make your body work so it will help you um Mm -hmm. stay healthy longer Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and just you know would it lower the lower the levels that you see the the clotting levels that you see and i'm sure if you do stick with these exercises and you go to your doctor visits they will notice that you're doing better yeah definitely if you're if you're trying and you're pushing yourself Mm -hmm. um they'll they'll see it (laughs) your body will show and they it uh it can't mask a lot of things if Mm -hmm. you uh you can say you're doing stuff but the doctor can see that you're not really (laughs) Mm -hmm. once they do those levels and checks on you so (laughs) do you ever notice a difference between um gender as far as men and women who have this procedure or have this situation diagnosis 
Um, do you see, is there a difference there? Uh, more, wi- more women, more men. And also mm-hmm. on top of that, do they, re- do they respond differently to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this diagnosis and then ex- exercising right. after? Um, interesting enough, I've only known men to have it. Obviously women do too. <laughs> hmm. The only ones that I've ever spoken with or known, um, are men. So it would be interesting to kind of look and see what, uh, you know, I think you'd probably go not even to stent, uh, having stents implanted in you, but how many, what's the ratio men to women for heart attacks, I think Mm -hmm. is what we'd have to look at to see. Um, But I've only spoken with men who have had them um, or really had major either angioplasty or stents and yeah, so that's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Thinking about that now. <laughs> Do they come up to you before a class and say, uh, just to let you know, yes. I have had this done? <laughs> yes. They do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is wonderful. I, I I ask, I urge everyone, if you're an instructor or trainer or anything, um, before you start a class, say, let me know what your issue is. You know, I I want to watch and single out people in a way. Um, even if it's a class of 30 or 40 people, if this person said that they have a shoulder or knee issue or they just had a stent done last week or they came back from a mini stroke two weeks ago, you got to have eyes on all of that. And that's so important to, um, if you are a person who goes into an exercise class, you participate in this. So tell the instructor, tell your trainer, um, you know, when you go into group fitness, you don't normally fill out a questionnaire and, and like you do when you do personal training. They want to see everything. They want to see your weight, your height, what procedures have you had done your whole entire life, let alone the last year. Um, but when you go into group fitness, it's, you know, everyone's a number, right? But don't be just a number. Go in and let the instructor know what is going on in your body, whether if you woke up and it's a rainy, humid day and your shoulder hurts worse. Mm-hmm. Let them know. <laughs> they want to have eyes on you. They want to make sure you don't push it too much. There could be a certain exercise that that should be off limits to you. So they should be saying, don't do this right now today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nod at you when you're ready to join back in during a class. That's what you know instructors should do. So remember that you you have to be an advocate for yourself mm-hmm. and let people know. But most of the time, um, most seniors I've ever worked with, they really like to tell me what they've had done. And I enjoy <laughs> that and I welcome it. And I think that's why. So either before and after class, I'll have a group that just want to tell me all about everything. And I love it because this is oh, how would I know about all of this without someone telling me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's been so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it is It is good to know, especially if you are a trainer or if you're looking to get into the, the business, right. um, how important it is to have the communication with the people you're working with. Exactly. It's um, number one. <laughs> yeah. So on the flip side, you know, exercise is good for you. It is possible if you've had this operation procedure done. How? What would be too much pushing it? What What activities would be maybe pushing it too much? What wouldn't you recommend? after this procedure I, I that would be an individual person-to-person basis it really depends on what they did prior um like i said with weight training i would say lifting heavy heavy would probably be the thing that i would say you need to go back in super slow um you're doing crazy strenuous hit 
um, that high intensity where you're pulling that heart rate up as high as you can get it, even if it's a short amount of time, you need to scale back on those a little bit um, and slowly let the heart rate go back up. Let's not spike it, you know, our first week or two or three mm-hmm. after it. Um, remember, slow and steady will win the race, even if you were super active before. It's very difficult to feel like you're going backwards. I know that. <laughs> um, that's probably one of the hardest things mentally. But know that you're still moving. That's going to be good mentally and for your body. And you will definitely be able to get back to where you were faster than if you try and get up there and do your hardest workout again and it pulls you down and then you're out of the game again. So slow and steady, I would say lifting heavy weights, those high intensity things, if you're a runner and you're sprinting, um, scale back, (laughs) things Mm -hmm. like that. And really just watching the heart rate and making sure the part of the body that you've had um, the procedure done that uh, you're kind of in tune and feeling that and and, and listening to it. Mm-hmm. Listening to your body, listening to checking your heart rate. Right, exactly. Um, All the normals, but really important after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, such great advice. And if you out there, you suffer from this, or if you know of someone who does suffer from this condition or who has had stents put in, you've had the procedure done, Um, I hope that this information kind of gives you a nudge in the right direction to kind of get you moving, give you some motivation to stay active. It is possible. You can do it as long as you go at a slow pace at first and listen to your body. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We had a really great time talking with you about this. And let us know. Give us feedback on what you think. Hit us up on Facebook. Um, subscribe to our newsletter and send us an email. We want to know what you guys think. So (laughs) thank you again. And we will see you guys at the next episode. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay. And I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.